Hi Church, welcome and welcome to our greenhouse. More about this later. The title of my devotion is The Evangelical Revival, Recovering the Power of the Gospel. So right now, I want you to imagine that you are in the city center of rapidly growing Bristol. It's the 2nd of April, 1739, on a Monday morning. The traditional churches around you are not responding to the desperate needs of the population, nor do they provide for its spiritual needs. Instead, they work hand in hand with the British state to control the population. And one of the rock solid conventions is that preaching takes place only on Sundays and in churches. But on this morning, all of a sudden, a man called John Wesley makes a surprising move. He breaks all existing conventions and preaches the gospel to the poor and in general to people who had never heard that message. This was the start of the incredible evangelical revival. When Wesley died in 1791, he had traveled 250,000 miles, largely on horseback, had preached at 40,000 different meetings and had seen 140,000 become Christians. Imagine that. All this was the incredible result of outdoor evangelism, of voluntary organizations to reform society and campaigns against slavery, excessive drinking and for the education of unschooled children. Now I think it is important to stress that God is the supreme agent of any spiritual revival. Still, there are a few things that strike me particularly important and might help to explain the tremendous impact John Wesley and his brother had. To start, the way the Wesleys transformed Reformation religion into modern Protestant evangelism. On the one hand, they looked back and recovered the central message of the Protestant Reformation. Salvation was by grace alone, through faith alone. So the emphasis is on the saving work of Christ and the liberating experience of that salvation. And central in this was the attachment to scripture and that true religion required the personal experience of God. At the same time, the Wesleys were extremely progressive by adapting to the rapidly changing world they lived in and exploiting many ideas of other people, including that of German pietism. They were very critical towards existing institutions like the state church, responded flexibly to the rapidly changing conditions, and by practicing discipline, they tried to live out what they preached. And I'm so touched that Wesley's passion was sparked off and then driven by his personal encounter with Jesus Christ. When Christ came powerfully into his life in 1738, he writes that he found himself, I quote, at peace with God and rejoiced in hope of loving Christ. And that he trusted, I quote again, Christ alone for my salvation. So what can we learn? from this incredible evangelical revival that in many respects was all about recovering the power of the gospel. How does all this speak to us today? Is there 
a need for us to recover the gospel? Ah, there's so much that stirs in me. But I want to make three points here. First, I love John Wesley's thirst for a personal encounter and relationship with Jesus Christ that raises the question, how thirsty are we for that? John Wesley was totally obsessed by the knowledge that God is with us, God is man, and heaven connected with earth. So how much are we really touched and changed by the fact that God Emmanuel, what a wonderful name for God, and that this Emmanuel lives in our neighborhood. Second, it is also quite clear that God cannot be contained in any one place, a church or parish structure. The Wesleys used a tent as a revival hall or a furnace room housing a Sunday school class. God has a habit of upsetting conventional structure and questioning all places once thought secure. And this raises the question whether we are ready to be disrupted and to look beyond our fixed routines. And of course, this is the reason why I'm doing this devotion in our greenhouse. Surprising space, yet not, as it is here where the revival of our plants happen. How cool is that? Well, hot right now. I'm sure that God is smiling. To what extent are we open to different possibilities? Are we imaginative to think out of the box? Are we capable of rethinking everything? So when do we start? Now? And finally, the evangelical revival takes place in a society on the move and in transit. This is where the encounter with God takes place. And Wesley and his colleagues struck a chord with workers who were tired and fed up with those representing the establishment. So I wonder to what extent we could be seen as this, looking after our own interests rather than of those who need our help most, caught up in traditions and practices that do not make any sense anymore. We admire Jesus Christ and the Apostle Paul for being outsiders, challenging the establishment and offering friendship, hope and healing to those who are marginalized. How can John Wesley help us to rediscover that fire? Let us pray. We praise you, God, as the supreme agent of any spiritual revival. We praise John Wesley, his brother Charles, George Whitfield, and all their brothers and sisters in Christ for running with you and rediscovering the gospel. We thank you for opening hearts and ears. We ask for the same thirst and fire to be with you and to share with you to others. We ask to be ready and to be disrupted by you, to be imaginative and capable of questioning everything in order to spread your kingdom, to routinely question conformity. We pray for revival. Amen.